Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and it's the morning after the night before and Sheffield United beat QPR 3-1 last night coming from 1-0 behind to not quite 100% secure themselves a place in the playoffs but certainly do themselves uh, no no harm and so I might have to break to take slurps of tea because uh, there was quite a lot of shouting uh, and screaming going on during the game. Um, but other than that we'll, uh, we'll kick straight on and we'll have a little bit to that twangy guitar. Monday. I've been back to school a lot um, this week. Um, it tends to happen when parents' evenings fall for both uh, boys on the same week as they have done this week. So you tend to find, obviously, you're in school two evenings. Um, the, the Obviously, the parents' evening for uh, primary school for Jack is, is considerably shorter than the parents' evening. Uh, for Joshua, you're doing multiple subjects. But um, you're, you're back in that, in that school environment. But on top of that, um, I've been co-opted to the Board of Governors for Josh's High School. Uh, and I had my inaugural sort of visit to the school my first you know kind of I mean I've been in the school we've been in for a number of governor's meetings but I had the my kind of one-to-one walk around the school with a head this week and I was in there for um getting on two and a half hours um and it and it was just a privilege it was just an absolute privilege to be in that school the school um the school's doing really really well um and it's uh and it's down to the you know, to well, it's down to everybody. It's down to the kids. It's down to the head. It's down to the senior team. It's down to having a really clear and positive uh, vision, and it's being delivered, you know, remarkably well. Um, and obviously, it's going to be a privilege to to help out in whatever way I I can. Though obviously, the role of a governor is, you know, is 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 not not a tricky one, but it's interesting in terms of the fact that you are there to support the senior team whilst at the same time ensuring that the senior team are delivering the best they can for the school. So you've got that kind of split, split in the role, but I think um, there's so much to buy into in terms of what this particular team is doing. That it's um, that it's you know fantastic um, to you know to get the opportunity to as I say to support where possible and challenge where necessary, um, but. The thing, the thing that was just great was just spending, a, you know, a few hours, just watching the kids go about what they're doing. That that whole, and you forget. And I know it's that whole thing of your school years are the best years of your life, and you don't realise it until you look back years later. And we all probably do think that, and I certainly do think that my my school years, particularly my sixth form years, are one of the best periods of, of my life without a shadow of a doubt. I enjoyed high, um, sixth form far more than I ultimately enjoyed university, if I'm if I'm being honest. Um, but um, just to just to see that that enthusiasm that kind of raw lust for life almost that you get when you you you're in a place you know you're in a place like that it was just it was just absolutely great uh i managed to uh embarrass um josh which is which is fantastic how i am um, the head said to me when i got there you know we'll we'll have a walk around i know josh is in maths how do you how do you think he'd feel if you know, if you popped your head round the door and I said, I think he'd be mortified. And he said, do you want to do it? And I said, obviously, quite definitely. Why wouldn't I? 
Um, so we managed to, you know, we, he, he managed to go fairly crimson, which is which is great, and then field questions for the rest of the day about who that bloke was walking around school with a head teacher, which was which was always a always a treat. Um, but no, just just brilliant to see what was going on and a reminder of the great stuff that goes on um, within schools and. It's it is a particular environment to be in, but um, it, it's also such a a hopeful, um, energizing space to be in. And it's you know I'm just hoping that I can I can play my part in you know in, in what's going on in that particular school. Tuesday. Now I'm not sure what is behind the newspaper headlines about Angela Rayner over the weekend. It's certainly blown up into be a big story. And if you've not seen it, this is the this is the story that Angela Rayner, in some kind of homage to um, Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct, is crossing and uncrossing her legs um, at the dispatch box uh, to put off Boris Johnson because Boris Johnson is is so adept uh, as a debater that she needs to do something to throw him off his stride because he's performing so well and she's performing so badly. Now, uh, before you even get started on on the story itself, the notion that Angela Rayner is not perfectly competent, capable and able, able to land punches on the Prime Minister at the dispatch box is for the birds because actually she's remarkably good at what she does and she she makes him feel very uncomfortable and and you know tory um, um ministers particularly tory um male ministers actually don't have a clue how to deal or handle with the likes of um Jess Phillips or Angela Rayner um and it, and it shows and it shows she's you know she's 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 a good she's what was was often termed in 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 Westminster terms a bit of an attack dog, but she lands punches in a way that Keir Starmer um, doesn't try to. It's not that he, 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 he. I mean, I would argue probably can't, but it's not that he even goes about trying to you know do his job in that way. He he's a, a more calm, considered um, you know person at the dispatch box compared with you know compared with her. Um, so that part of the story is absolute absolute garbage. Um, the, the, it's difficult to know whether it's it's a clever attack line disguised as shoddy journalism or it's just shoddy journalism um because it's it's certainly you know not something i mean as i say it's, it the, the 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 response to it has been uh, has been universal and damning uh and it's totally it's another example of the male actually totally missing the point and missing the country mood and getting getting reading the room very very badly um now whether it will work whether it will whether it will have an effect on the group it's going after whether it's a you know i i had a colleague say to me the other day it'll it doesn't it doesn't matter how it's played out and it has backfired the group it was it was aiming to you know to to put off which is probably you know female voters over the age of 60 65 to 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 look at angela rain in a different way may well work who who knows um you know but um I don't. I. I mean, again, I'm not sure. I see that, but I can. I can kind of see the argument behind it. Uh, and to be. And the other problem, I guess, for her is she's. It's. It will follow her around for a little while. But it's just. It's just indicative of where we are. And I think if you if you look at you know the story with regard to the Tory MP, 
uh, watching porn in the chamber. And if you look at where we're getting dragged to, where this particular government is getting dragged to, and we're starting to be very reminiscent of the Sleaze era with Major in the, you know, in the um, the late 80s and the early 90s, where once it starts to stick, you just, and I said late 80s and early 90s, I, I mean more 90s, once it starts to stick, it just starts to stick. There's nothing you can do about it, and everything gets looked at through that particular that particular lens, and we now probably will see a lot of the media going after stories like this. Now, that's not a ba- that's not necessarily a bad thing because I think that, you know that level of journalism is absolutely appalling, and there's no room for that kind of misogyny without a shadow of a doubt. But at the same time, I'm also going to say we're in spring. Where's the COVID inquiry? You know, we've had we've had a ruling this week about the fact that the government acted unlawfully in terms of um, sending people back from hospitals into care homes and 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 essentially brought about deaths, uh, which I kind of think we all know. But we need this COVID inquiry. So where's the COVID inquiry? Um, you know, it's it's spring. It was promised. We've obviously got the, the the issue of the fact that the terms of reference for that inquiry are going to be set theoretically are going to be set by the prime minister, which now feels totally wrong. Bearing in mind, I mean, it felt wrong before, but after this hearing and this um, this judgment this week, that feels even worse. But you know, we've got we've we've got a a a, a government that's mired in sleaze. We've got a party that to a certain extent is mired in sleaze. And of course, you're always going to get the kickbacks. You know, the right-wing press is now going to go out of their way to find examples from the other parties. But essentially, it's emanating from from the Tory party. So we've we've got sleaze and, we, and we're missing the, the you know, the bits of, of, of government work that need to happen. And the COVID inquiry is absolutely a key one. Wednesday. In 1988, a blues guitarist called Jeff Healy bought an album out called um, See the Light. And um, it had a very profound effect on me, this album. Uh, One, it it, it was a good album. It had a profound effect on me musically. It, It channeled Stevie Ray Vaughan. It channeled Hendrix. It channeled some of the... Um, you know the the more emotive um, and animated uh, blues players. Uh, there's 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 bits of Rory Gallagher and all sorts of things in in there. Um, but what was really really special um, about See the Light, um, apart from a couple of stonking guitar riffs and one incredible solo, um, is the fact that Jeff Healy um, was blind and played the guitar on his lap in a kind of a pedal steel kind of way. But instead of using a slide in the way you use on a pedal steel or a Hawaiian guitar, he used his hand in like a claw. So he would, he, he sort of bounced between his thumb and his other fingers and played, um, played guitar that way around. It's quite an incredible thing to, you know, to watch. And um, in the same way that, you, you look at a blind pianist and go, wow, you know, particularly impressive and the knowledge of where everything is. It's the same thing in terms of how he moved his hands around um, around the neck. And and the, the, the playing's phenomenal. I mean, the strength he must have had in his fingers, absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, and he would he would routinely then jump up off his chair and and bounce around the stage playing, kind of holding the guitar. It wasn't on a strap, kind of holding the guitar in one hand 
um, whilst whilst using the other hand to you know in this kind of claw shape to fret, and and he'd he'd go off marauding around the stage with you know and you thought to yourself well you you can't hey I mean just to, to do those to be blind and to get up and wander around the stage anyway is fairly impressive, um, but to be trying to be playing the guitar at the same time is is somewhat astonishing and if you get a chance to watch any of the footage of him it really is quite it's quite unreal. Um, now the reason I'm mentioning this is because I've 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 taken a song called "Don't Let Your Chance Go By" as the title track for the episode this week, which means I'll I'll put the track on and you'll get a chance to to hear him hear him play. Um, and that's the the inspiration for that is the fact that uh, I went to watch Josh play in the school's cup final football match today, and they lost one nil. They lost one nil in the last minute of extra time. And so they played two halves of 35 minutes and then another seven and a half minutes worth of extra time. So um, what's that? 85 minutes worth of football. And there or thereabouts probably lasted closer to 90. And they they battered the team they played. They absolutely battered them. It was It was, first half was... Definitely them in the ascendancy. Second half and extra time was just one-way traffic, and they fell to the sucker punch at the end. They fell to a to a you know a, a long ball from the back, a clearance from the back. Um, that you know with it with a guy who ghosted through and just slipped the ball in the net, and he did it with him you know a minute, two minutes to go. So there just wasn't the time to respond, and so um, it's inspired by by that defeat, I guess, and and just that. That thing that that comes around and you know is is a is a facet of life and it's a particular facet of sport is that you've just got to take those chances when they're when they're there um, and if there's anything to good I mean of course there's lots good to come out of it and and it won't happen again and there'll be a stronger team for it and they were certainly all very quiet and very down afterwards but the fact of the matter is it's given me an opportunity to play a Jeff Healy tune and so we'll just have to take that as a positive. <laughs> Thursday. The grass isn't growing. Uh, it's not growing because it's cold. Uh, and I don't like what it's like where you are, but April has been freezing. We had we had that nice week where temperatures got up, which I can't remember if that was back end of March or early part of April. And since then, it's been grey, overcast, and about anything between 8 and 10 degrees. And Mark, um, who is the guy that comes and sprinkles magic things on our lawn, um was round this week, and we've had some we've had some new turf put down. Um, the the if you, if you have a garden that has children, particularly well, no, it's not particularly lads at all. It's any 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 kids. I mean, ours is ours has suffered to the rigors of football. But if you have a garden that has active kids on it, you will know that you are constantly in need of trying to keep your grass looking like something because it's it, it's got its work cut out. Um, and, um, you know, so Mark comes around and does his magic and sprinkles his, 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 his fairy dust and, and keeps it going. But certain parts of the garden have just become a bit battered. One, one where the goalpost was and another little area. And we wanted to raise it as well a little bit because it's, uh, we've had bits of work done at different points in time, bits of patio have moved, other things have happened. So when we've done bits of makeshift stuff in the past, it's never, it's never, when it's settled, it's never been perfectly level. So we thought, right, we'll try and get it sorted out a bit. And so we've had a, we've had a reasonable amount of turf put down. And he came around the other day and we were talking and he, and he just looked at the new turf that's been down over a week and 
he said, Look, it's just not growing. Just nothing's growing. Outside of outside of daffs and tulips, there is, you know, there's, and, and he's right. Our front lawn has just, he's just got a couple of little areas where there's some kind of growth and nothing's moved in a fortnight, three weeks. I mean, I've, I, you know, I cut it in, in, I think we did the first cut in February. When it, so that must have been when the weather started to warm up a little bit. And I did a second cut and that's all I've done. I've not cut it for, for, for three weeks. So, and I know it seems a really mundane thing to talk about, but I can't remember. I mean, start of the pandemic, we had that we had that incredible period in April, May, the start of the pandemic, when it was really, really warm, and you know, and it's just not happened. And I went I went fishing last last weekend and just sat and and it was just dead. And I, I arrived at the 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 pond I was fishing on, and there'd been a match on. And I was chatting to a few of the guys on my way down, and 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 they sort of said, "You've not." come with any expectations and I said well no I brought myself a pot of coffee and I was sitting down for a couple of hours and you know enjoy a bit of fresh air and what have you even though it was cold and my hands got really cold and and he and they all said he said we've caught nothing we've been here we've been here five hours and we've caught you know I think the guy who's won has caught three or four things because it's it's just it's you know the the, the air's cold the water the, the water temperature's cold and nothing's happening nature is not interested and and that's kind of the thing nature's kind of gone nah can't be bothered just can't be bothered wait i'll wait till it warms up a bit and if you and if you want evidence of that then just come around and look at our grass friday i was in london yesterday and i had hoped that i would record some of the podcast either on the train or as or as i was pootling around but as it happened I didn't I didn't get a chance I I arrived at 11:30 had a first meeting at 12 second meeting at 2 and I caught the 4:30 train back and to be honest I did that thing that I tend to do a lot now on trains I I listen to a, a podcast on the way down and to be perfectly honest the way back I had a little sleep I mean, and you know I like a little bit of a nap, and I had a little bit of a nap. In fact, I I, I napped for a, about uh, about forty five minutes on the on the way back. So the forty five minutes I could have used to record, I didn't do because I was I was catching catching some some Z's. I suppose it's Z's, but Z's doesn't work. Um, so um, I'm obviously now it's part of the reason why I'm recording this morning, um, but. Two or three things. I'm trying to think if it's two or three things that happened yesterday. One, three things. Three things happened yesterday. I walked out of Moorgate Tube Station um, and I saw somebody I recognised, and I still can't remember his name, and I recognise him from working in the audio industry for a long time ago, and his his name will come to me at some point, but which made me think, oh, is there something going on in an audio sense? Is there something going on from... With people that I would have worked with, because I then, I then saw somebody else who I also thought I recognised, and I know the get the name of the guy I thought I recognised second time. He's called Rob, and he used to work for a company called Visual Impact. And what's interesting about that is that I passed a sign on the way to Wakefield to catch my train that said Visual Impact on it for a firm that wasn't the Visual Impact I was thinking of, but. It made me think of visual impact, and I was thinking of visual impact. I actually thought of Rob in the morning, and I did think, oh, I wonder what happened to Rob. And I then am convinced that I stood near him in the queue at pret but I wasn't convinced enough to say something. But I then recognised two or three other people. So I do wonder if there was something going on with people I would have known from my past 
because they were kind of vague people I recognised. So I'm not sure. I, I, something happens to me when I go to London. I seem to see a lot of people I think I know. Um, but the second thing, which is linked to the first thing, is that the, the thing I also did do is I saw Neil Morrissey. Now, Neil Morrissey, if you, for those who don't know, is an actor, and he came to, to uh, prominence really through a, a, a kind of a, a, an English kind of comedy drama called Boone back in the day, but hit home for me in a programme called Men Behaving Badly, which is like, uh, was, was just a point-in-time programme about two flatmates um, who just, who, who were blokey behavior basically but it but it was funny two very strong um well one two two great female performances one uh, the girlfriend of one of them and then uh, the girl that the other one was pursuing uh, and and they were they were very good and the whole thing was good and it's a good premise and it was a good bbc show and it was quite it was quite a hip thing to watch for a for a while uh, and it was very funny um in fact i watched an episode a few weeks ago and it and and did chortle most of the way through it. Um, but for a lot of people, Neil Morrissey is Bob the Builder. Um, and then he's done various things, you know, he's done various things after that. Uh, and he's still doing quite a reasonable amount of stuff. In fact, I don't know if he ended up going onto one of the soaps, actually. Um, so he walked past me near Moorgate Tube Station. So it's all happening around Moorgate. So there's all these people that I see that I kind of think I know. Then there's somebody I do see that I do know. And I was going to say hello, but he looked very grumpy. So I thought I thought better of it. And and why would you? You need to leave people alone. They're, they're, they've 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 got their own they've got their own stuff to deal with. But then I went into a building that was number four London Wall, and I didn't realise until I saw it until I was looking out of a meeting room on the ground floor at this section of London Wall, which I now realise is a, a, a section of Roman Wall from about 200 AD. Uh, and it prompted me to come back and do some research um, on the London Wall. And I'm still trying to work my way around it because it appears there's a number of variants of walls and sort of battlements within London at, at different points in time. Um and I'll share the link to to the Wikipedia page and a couple of other pages, but it's fascinating. I did I just did not know it was there. I, I don't think of London as a walled city, and and this was a impressive piece of wall. But as it turns out, it's one of the few bits you can actually see. Um, so the reason I wasn't aware London was a walled city because there isn't much to actually bump into. To, to, to set you along that path. And it just happened to be that I was in the building at London Wall, and that's the bit that the, the, the bit that prompted it. So I'll share I'll share a bit of information about it. But it is it is quite it was quite fascinating and very fascinating the way it's kind of been built round but just about just about maintained. Uh, but there's bits of it in car parks and odd and bits that have been buried and bits we know where they are but you can't get to them. Um so it's actually quite quite fascinating so that was my third london thing and with that i'll leave you i'll take my croaky voice because i know i've got a croaky voice this morning i'll take my croaky voice off and i'm going to get myself get myself an, another cup of tea and then nip out for a run um stay safe have a great bank holiday weekend and i'll talk to you next week <laughs>